<laughs> that was intentional. That was. <laughs> You're not my guy, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy guy. <laughs> Do we still have Chris? Oh, I'm right here. Okay, there we go. I'm actually I'm sitting here watching the 49ers Texan game while you guys are getting this. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network crossover special episode number three. I'm Randy, co-host of the Grolix Podcast and caretaker for the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. And I'm joined by a whole bunch of people today. Uh, let's see. Um, speaking of C, how about, how about Chris? You want to jump in first? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Uh, this is Chris. I'm the host of the uh, Buds, Beers, and Brutality Podcast. Um, we're the newest show to the network and glad to be here and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much my introduction, unless you want me to talk about the show. I just spent five hours recording last night. I really don't want to talk too much about my show. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, um, but cool. yeah, we, we watch horror movies and drink beer. So Outstanding. Yeah. All right. And how about you, Robert? Uh, I am a Robert Gass, and I'm with the Roman Potted Cast Show. We are uh, two Canadians that uh, get together once a week and uh, just basically, you know, Talk, you shoot the shit and talk. That's it. <laughs> we, uh, uh, Roman is, uh, my partner and, uh, my last name is actually cast, hence the Roman pod and cast. So it was kind of serendipitous that we would eventually be on a podcast type thing. So, but yeah, we're, uh, we're fairly new. We're, uh, we just got on with the network since the last crossover episode and, uh, we're, we're really, really enjoying it and having a good time. Yeah. You two, you two are the two most recent shows on the network. There we go. And then we also have Dustin once again this week. How's it going, Dustin? Doing really good, uh, Randy. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to meet both of you guys. Uh, welcome you to the well. network, man. Uh, thank mans. you. Mans, I suppose. <laughs> Too, man. And, and uh, Dustin's from the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast. Yes, yes. Big week coming up next week at the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast. It is SummerSlam week, uh, so we've got uh, five days worth of shows uh, coming at you uh, Wednesday through Sunday next week. Uh, check out our website, ProWrestlingIowa.net, or go to Twitter and check out the schedule um, at ProWrestlingIA. Come on, Santa. All right. We have no set topic. I figured we could win it again. Um, so. So yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah, what did everybody thinks. I know. Last time we talked heavily about, uh, and I said the Joker was going to be my favorite Joker of all time, and I don't know that he did that, but I did enjoy Jared Leto's performance. Agreed. I'm not. Sh- I'm pretty sure you touched on this on uh, on your your podcast, but uh, what are your opinions on the on the movie? I have not seen it yet, actually. So. The, the guy with a comic book podcast hasn't seen is the one that hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay. So you guys have seen it, but I'm I kind of hope I kind of I'm I'm what's the word other than stuttery? Uh, <laughs> cautious. I'm worried it's gonna suck. I'm worried I'm not gonna enjoy it. So until I see it, it still might be good. I don't know. 
right? So uh, I'm kind of curious. I'm curious to see. Well, yeah, because you haven't actually seen the movie yet, so it technically it can't be great, but it can't suck either. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I liked it. I walked out with a smile on my face, and I think that uh, as long as I don't walk out with you know a frown or a blank stare on my face, a movie was worth the money. Uh, so I got my enjoyment out of it, and I uh, I am planning on actually going to see it again Tuesday night. A friend of mine has not seen it yet, and it's a cheap theater night, so I will go back and check it out. Yeah, I had. Uh, uh, we were just talking. I have a daughter that's turning thirteen tomorrow, and she is. As far as a popcorn movie, they did a great job. Will Smith was great. A lot of you I mean there was issues with it, uh, uh, with them throwing it together at the at the last minute, like with all the I think the Superman v or Batman v Superman reaction. They tried to make some last minute changes, but again, great popcorn movie. Loved it, and with according to my daughter, like they really knocked it out of the park. They hit their demographic. So, Chris, you. I thought that was enjoyable, but a little messy. I hope that, you know, I'm looking forward to the sequel. I hope they, uh, kind of find what pay, like what they really want to do with it, what tone they're actually looking for. And as far as you touched on the demographic, man, it's been a huge, like past year for that particular target audience, like Ghostbusters, Star Wars, uh, and, and now this, you're going to see a lot of Harley Quinn's, a lot of Ray is a lot of the Ghostbusters this Halloween. It's been a pretty good uh, year for that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, and also, too, I think, because I know with, with uh, my age, I, I'm 42, and again, with a teenage daughter, like, they have my interest peaked, again, with the Star Wars and the Ghostbusters and, and then the comic book movies, because I've seen all, I've been through this all before. You know what I mean? Like, I with the original Ghostbusters and, of course, the original trilogy, and we, uh, well, I was in grade 12 when Batman uh, came out with Jack Nicholson. So, and now I have, I can bring my kid to these things, and I'm just as invested so um i think parents are maybe my age are a little bit more liberal to spend their money on you mean i'm more than happy to buy my kid a star wars toy or a harley quinn jacket because it's yeah. cool to me too i get it <laughs> i'm glad you bring that up do you ever feel like for me with my four-year-old that i was telling the story about hot topic and my son being scared of going in the hot topic because the girl was dressed like harley quinn but I, I collect pop vinyls. My son now, he is four, and I feel sometimes like I'm influencing him too much. <laughs> like I'm I'm force-feeding him the, the Marvel comics, the DC, the pro wrestling, and I wonder if he's actually going to be interested in these things as he gets older, or he, will he form interests of his own? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, I have a five-year-old son, and his room is coated in Star Wars, and it's pretty much been that way since he was too young to know what the hell Star Wars was. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's, you know, hopefully he loves it. Hopefully he doesn't be like, Dad, force this nerd shit down my throat. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just went with uh, with mine, uh, like, a, um, because of her age, uh, that the latest uh, Lego uh, was Star Wars game came up for, uh, for Force Awakens. And I'm like, oh, I ran to the store and I got it. And I came home. I'm like, hey, look, Kennedy, my my daughter. And I said, hey, look at this. I got the new Lego game. And now she's 13. She's like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, you what? You don't want to play anymore? Oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> so she's, she's she's kind of outgrew this Lego game. And I'm like, well, I was now I ran out of excuses to buy it. Like, <laughs> so. <laughs> so I should. You, what you're saying is uh, take advantage of it while you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Star Wars Rogue One trailer came out. What, did you guys all see that? I haven't seen the new trailer yet. Yeah, me either. Uh, I've been a little busy. Well, check it out. It's pretty... I, I, I think on a standalone, it's going to be... I don't know. My, again, I'm uh, super biased because I'm just my, my love for the, for the Star Wars itself. But uh, just to get that little... Like, when I saw the trailer and I saw them putting in that... Uh, what is it? The satellite edition of the Death Star? Mm-hmm. You mean it was just oh wow! Like well, and the uh, the oh. you know the you know who at the end? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that was it. Like yeah, like, I, don't, and, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's no great. Oh, man. I'm my speak. That's it. You you I know, and that's for me. It's like they 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 have my money. I just don't know how to give them anymore. I, <laughs> uh, Roman and I Roman and I talked about this on our last podcast. We're talking about, uh, I think Disney parks and they were, when you're walking through, now they're going to start scanning your shoes so they can actually see where you're going and how much time you're spending at different venues and which route you're taking through the, through the park itself. So they can kind of set things up to get more money out of you. And I'm like with the marble stuff and the star Wars stuff, like I don't, I don't think you can get any more money out of me. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty dedicated. Yeah, Guys, exactly. As soon as that park opens up in Florida, that's immediately where I'm going for my summer vacation. I'll, I'll drag my son. It'll probably be five or six by the time it opens. And I, it'll be like, I literally get giddy thinking about walking onto the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, can't. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. My I, wife's I, been. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And no, I, I've never, uh, not because I'm like, I'm, I live about 40 minutes away from Toronto. So I'm really not, I mean, there are American cities that are far more north than I am actually, but it's just, we've never, I've never taken the time to make my way down there and actually see these things. And I don't know if it's because we hear so much about, um, you know, all the lineups and all, and for us, especially with our Canadian dollar, like it's, it's makes things a little expensive to just sure. fly down and, you know, and, and our, our flights to go, if you're flying out of Toronto, it's actually cheaper for me to drive to Buffalo and then fly out of Buffalo to go anywhere in the States. Sure. I, I can understand that. Cause you're, are you, are you being charged international taxes and things like that? Yeah. Well? And I, and Air Canada, like even, um, if we're sending stuff out by mail, if I'm sending a parcel to any of you guys in the States, it's a lot cheaper for me to send it to you than it would be to send for me to send it to Vancouver. For some reason, uh, anything in within our borders, and especially if you're using Air Canada, it just it's way more expensive. So, huh. but yeah, but eventually I will have to make my way down there. Just to, like like you said, the step on the Millennium Falcon, like that'll be well to have was, a <laughs> have an adult beverage at the cantina at Moss Eisley. You know, oh, like oh, that's yeah. those two things they're going to have there. It's in the the schematics and the drops I've seen for it are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I don't know about the blue milk, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it all. I feel sorry for the people working in the cantina. Just could you imagine how sick they would get of hearing that damn song? You know, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, there all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. or having somebody walk up, you say, "I don't like you," and he don't like you. And <laughs> like every time the bartender comes back, that'll be three fifty. I am not the customer you were looking for. <laughs> Let's be real. It'd be more like twelve fifty for a drink at that place, I'm sure. Yes. Or $75 Canadian. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you accept the toonie, eh? 
<laughs> um, so... Oh. <laughs> man. Silence. Yeah. Yes. That's alright. Uh, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're all about here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't help I'm distracted by all these things. I'm like, oh, I should, I should post this link over here. Over. But no, we're doing the show. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about podcasting, I guess, since that's a obvious common link here. Uh, what got you guys into podcasting? Like, why did you start a podcast? I'd start. I mean, I didn't start the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast. I took it over from Brad. It was not hostile. It was very amicable and very courteous. Um, but I'd always wanted to and just never did it myself. And then when he offered it to me, I wanted to take that ball and run with it. And I talk about wrestling for hours on end with my friends on the phone as it is, I figured I might as well record it. And if even three people wanted to listen to it, it was worth it. I don't know how much you can go into that, but what, so how did that come about? Uh, me taking over the show. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of it I can't get into. Cause I mean, it, it, it was, it boiled down to a lot of personal reasons for Brad. He, uh, took over his family's farm at the time. And there were some other uh, issues that he had with some people in the in the community, in the wrestling community um, that just bothered him. And okay. he had, you know, there was kind of a point where Brad knew he might not be able to be as uh, diplomatic as he'd like to be. And uh, so the decision was kind of made that he stepped aside and he really wanted to focus on the farm as it was anyway. So, um, you know, it, it was a surprise to me, but one that... Uh, Seemed almost preordained. I, I think I was made to do this. Had so had, had you thought about podcasting before you came on to before he invited you onto that show? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd had a, a blue Yeti mic for about a year um, that I got. I, I really wanted to start it, but I was looking for someone to do it with me, and I could get I couldn't get any of my friends to commit to it. And I I don't personally enjoy podcasts where it's just one person talking the entire time. I like to hear a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say there are good solo podcasts. I do listen to a couple, but for me, I didn't think that I would be the type of person I would want to listen to for an hour straight. So <laughs> it really boiled down. And, I'm, and I think that boils to just being pretty opinionated and I've got a very distinct voice. And so I think it's good to break that up every once in a while with somebody else's, to be honest. But yeah, I wanted to, it was just a matter of finding the right people to do it with. And then once I got rolling with Brad, I was able to bring my buddy Kevin on board because uh, he had always talked about it. But I, I think that getting him to do it, uh, to start it would have been hard. But once he saw I had uh, something started with Brad. He was more than willing to give it a shot. And then when Brad left, I knew I wanted to bring another person on. Um, so I brought my buddy Darnell on uh, from New York. So it is a Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast, but we've got a, a guy from New York City on there. But And I, I'm looking this year, uh, this fall, I've got a couple of guys that have expressed interest in writing for the site. Uh, so I'm trying to expand slowly. I'm also in the process of uh, hopefully getting a new job soon. Um, so a lot going on. I'm just trying to take it one thing at a time is not to rush anything and, and kind of, uh, not give it the best that I can. How about, how about you other guys? Uh, Chris, uh, you want to go? Sure. Uh, 
ours, you know, this our podcast story really isn't uh, that exciting or interesting. But I mean, really, I just uh, I used to listen to a lot of the Smodcast stuff. And even though I don't watch a lot of wrestling now, I, I really enjoy the, the Stone Cold podcast. So I had long-time listener of podcasts. I never really had the inkling, like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But uh, just listening to some ones based around movies and, and, and dudes just sitting around bullshitting about movies. And, and I was like, you know what? Like, I got friends. We, we like movies. Like, let's do that. You know, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's just do that anyway. And I got a couple people together for the first one. And then I started bringing on some other friends of mine. And they're all like, no, no, I want to do this all the time. And we ended up with five people. We stopped at five. And, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's about it. We, we sit around, watch movies, drink beer, and, and we've only been in existence for maybe a little over two and a half months. And, you know, we've had a lot of little small successes here and there. Um, um, and it really boils down to for us is that we're just too naive to, to, to know that we shouldn't be asking for certain things. And so people are just like, well, they, they got their shit together. Sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, that's about it. And now that I've done it though, for, for now, now I feel like an old pro after two months and, uh, and I, I couldn't imagine not doing it now. Like this is something that I want to like do for forever at this point. So yeah. No, oh, that's a, <laughs> excellent well uh all right well rob here we uh roman and i we we were talking about uh he was asking me for the last two years oh we should do a podcast we should do a podcast but he's a local actor here in toronto and i am not and i have i find anyway on the podcast i have a very uh distinct voice myself too so it's not something i don't know if i'd want to talk for an hour straight or if anybody would want to hear that you know and then we were battering around like what kind of podcast can we do and then we just finally said okay let's do it let's figure out how to record it how to get it online and how to and just hit the ground running we have a hidden pilot episode that the recording is terrible we have i made the vocals way too wet and thinking as a musician like you're recording a song or something or trying to do a demo no it's not that's not the case we're doing a nice talking dry program and and uh we just kind of be roman comes in he has a bunch of topics uh just uh, uh headlines or uh trending stories and we banter a little bit about what's going on with our week and then we just just start shooting the shit uh we try to keep ours down you know under an hour usually we hit around 35 45 minutes just to you know just because we have a lot of people up here that commute to toronto if you're living in the what we call the gta the greater toronto area and everybody's drive to work is 40 minutes it's just one of those things you can't it's it's almost like an la thing you can't avoid it so we're thinking hey if somebody wants to take us along for the ride once a week then fantastic mm -hmm. and so we just started doing that and again us too we were heavily influenced by uh kevin smith and his smodcast network and i've been listening for years and we're like hey we're just uh you know kevin smith loves canadians and well we're canadian maybe we can do a canadian thing <laughs> So, aside from our uh, odd, the odd time or obvious accents, we're not necessarily a Canadian show, but, uh, you know, we just, a couple of guys getting together once a week, and if people are entertained, then fantastic. And what gets me the most is when you're looking at your download numbers, you're going, wow, like, these people these people actually listen to us. This is, this is it, it amazes me, and I'm so thankful for 
you know, everybody listens and especially uh, with you guys in the network and how even I was really surprised by the podcast community as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's not a, there's not a lot of animosity. There's not a lot of um, competition as far as, no, I want you mean my show to be better. Or I want this. It's like if I get any messages or if I reached out to any other show, it's like, how do you do this? Or what's your advice on this? And it's, you know, maybe constructive criticism but never anything negative and it, I, that was what surprised me the most with starting this out because again we're fairly new we started in april so we only got 20 shows under our belt but it's 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 been an education but it's been really surprising how everybody's been so welcoming to the community i couldn't agree more about that everyone we've reached out to has been super awesome and as a matter of fact one of the people that helped our podcast out the most in the beginning is actually on this network, the uh, 80s movie Graveyard. So, Okay. Yeah, yep. man, I would... We got to harass those guys into at least one of them coming on the show because they recommended, they suggested uh, we do live network, uh, we, we do network crossover episodes. And so they kind <laughs> of got the ball rolling and but they don't they they haven't had a chance to actually join in on one but um yeah that is one thing you know it, through my various like interests uh i've been around uh as we all have like a couple different internet communities or different communities of people mm-hmm. and podcasting the podcast community is definitely one of the most friendly and you'll find a ton of people willing to help you out or, you know, it, it really is a supportive community. I agree with that. And even with for us with pro wrestling, the pro wrestling community is such a niche community as it is that those people are very hardcore and will eat up and listen to everything that they can get their hands on. Um, so that's why initially my first thought was we needed to make a show that was based solely around the local wrestling scene because the only people who are going to want to listen to us are people from Iowa. But I find that more people from around the country are starting to find our show uh, is because they want audio to listen to all day long. Because in that community, you really are interested in what other people's opinion on a match was because it's so subjective. You know, like a good movie is subjective or like a good song is very subjective. So I don't know if you guys kind of feel that same way. If you find most of your niche uh, audience is local or if you're starting to see some expansion. We've seen it, uh, expansion already. We're we're kind of with you. We're we're in a very niche kind of space. Like we're all whore. And the whore community is a lot like the uh, wrestling community. It's a, a very tight knit. People are really open and cool. And yeah, you just feel like you're part of a group when it comes to that. And we've already seen uh, expansion, which in a really short amount of time. And I don't know if that's just because of you know the niche that we're in, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing so. Well, I think I think with you guys too, like like you said, if you were um, before the podcast thing, or even before the the whole internet and message and, and groups and uh, and message boards came up, you if you were into wrestling or horror or comics or or whatever your your particular thing was, you you felt alone, like you felt like how come I'm the only one that likes the stuff out of my buddies or how come I'm you mean of, or all my buddies, we're five of us that happen to love this particular thing, but we don't really fit in with anybody else. You mean, but I, with, with your shows, like it, it kind of reaches out and, you know, like I know with myself, you know, I could, uh, our show is not 
particularly about Star Wars. I could talk Star Wars all day. So I'll, or Star Trek, or I'll listen to those shows till I'm, you mean, like all day long, just because that's where I get my, my fix from for those particular mm-hmm. things. Sometimes you know I, mean? I feel like I'm reaching out. Uh, I want people to, <laughs> this is corny, but you know, like you're just reaching out and saying like, it's cool to talk about this. You know, you don't have to be worried about thinking you're weird because we're not weird and we're doing a show or just kind of trying to always promote like the positivity in the community is kind of my goal with the, the progress now podcast is just give a voice to the local independent community and let people know it's cool to go out and, and enjoy this, this stuff. Oh, absolutely. We had, uh, I think, uh, Randy and I were talking about this before the show tonight. And with us, we, we uh, Roman and I, we don't have a a particular, you mean, like, a, we, we don't have a, a specific show. Like, we're just general topic and just two guys getting together. And I know there's a thousand other, uh, tens of thousands of other shows just like ours out there. But uh, we were we were joking before the show saying, well, because we're from Canada and because of the Kevin Smith connection where Everybody, anybody in podcasting has kind of obviously heard a Smodcast or been or is influenced by it. And he's such a Canadian file, like he just loves it. And we get more love south of the border than we do here in our own country just because of, oh, you're a Canadian. Well, it must be good then. Well, no, that's not the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, yes, we, we have a Tim Hortons around the corner. And yes, we, um, Roman is bilingual. Like we're, you know, we, uh, we, we just, just a couple of guys getting together. But again, like you, like you're saying with the, the niche communities, it's amazing how everybody's so supportive. And even if you're not into, like, I don't know the wrestling Iowa scene, obviously. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 40 minutes from Toronto. Like it's just I wouldn't even I wouldn't get it on a local broadcast, even mm-hmm. if I added a, a huge digital antenna. But at least, you I mean I could I could look into it and go, oh, what's this all about? Or yeah. you mean, or the people in your area, or even, or even somebody that lived in your area and moved away and is now living on the west coast and going, oh wow, this, oh look at this, I have this touchstone to back home type thing you know Mm -hmm. absolutely so i live in iowa and i didn't even know about the uh the local iowa wrestling scene so i'm gonna actually have to check that out (laughs) Uh, heck yeah i mean it's uh there's a couple good promotions and we've got pro wrestling revolver now it's it's picking up steam and it's it's just a fun time and a lot of things are changing with wwe right now it's it's fun. And I think this, uh, doing this podcast helps keep me interested. It keeps me on my toes with it a little bit. And it's giving me a, a fun outlet, uh, where instead of just, you know, if I don't enjoy something, at least I can go on and, and have fun with it now and, uh, get some kicks out of it that way. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Randy yourself, do you, uh, what do you, what have you found about the, the podcast community? <laughs> Uh, well, one thing I was thinking about, the podcast community is awesome, and when we, we haven't, on, on Garlic's podcast, we haven't covered webcomics as much, but when we did, the webcomics community is super inviting and super friendly, and there's, there is a good comic book community, but when you talk about, like, comic book communities, you really start to get into, like, very polarized communities, you know what I mean? And you... Like, think about how the internet kind of is in terms of, like, comic book movies and stuff like that. It's not that different when you talk just straight comic books. 
Um, so the comic book community is kind of interesting to deal with. Um, and I work, it kind of feels in terms of podcast, like, cause you guys talk about niche and I also find it interesting. Um, Robert, your situation where you guys are more of a, uh, a general, um, like news headline type topic, uh, right. Show. Um, the comic book podcast community specifically feels super saturated. So it kind of, it's kind of a struggle to get a foothold in that respect. You know what I mean? Are you, are you, find, are you guys very, when you said the web comics, are you finding you guys are very, you have a divided community? Like just in the comic, not specifically podcast, but in, cause I remember my daughter, like, year and a half ago she was like 11 and she i come home like oh check out this uh this avenger or this marvel type i i picked up at at the comic book store marvel it was under the marvel banner and she's like oh dad i'm a dc girl you know that i'm like where, where'd you learn that like where's this you know like it's only comic book racism like what are you doing but into comic book racism it's horrible like that, I didn't, you, didn't, you did not learn that from me honey like i can't <laughs> That is, I mean, it's not like the whole, there, there's a lot of people, if they like comics, they like comics and they'll be happy to talk comics with you or, or you, whatever. But there is that divide. Um, and then you've got a lot of people that won't read, don't read either of the, e- either DC or Marvel. They'll read Image. And as a whole, like, there's a good core community there, but you do get that divide. It's the same type of, it's the same kind of arguments you'll hear about, uh, the Marvel movies and the DC movies. It's similar in a way. Like, uh, okay. You got a lot of people that'll read just anything, but then you've got the hardcore, like, well, DC's too dark or Marvel's too this and that. And like, you know, you do come across that. And I found that kind of interesting. Right. You know, it's, pr- it's probably about like back in, I remember in the eighties, like it was either you were a star Wars or a star Trek. There was no in between. And I was like, kind of, well, I kind of like them both. Like what's even my, like, I still have my regular Wednesday comic book polls at the store and I look through and I got, um, Marvel. I have, uh, well, obviously a lot of DC now since the rebirth. So you mean you're trying to ch- give everybody a chance and check all that stuff out. And I got a couple IDWs in there too. Like, I don't, I think I gravitate tomorrow. Well, what's going to, what's going to pique my interest i don't i don't maybe if i'm i don't know if i just don't uh see the divide or you know or it just i just grab what i like and well well like i said i'm 42 who cares like i'm not (laughs) (laughs) well and and comparing it to like the other guys's niche like um i know like i'm a big horror movie fan so i'll i've you know been around in that community and like for the most part people who like horror movies they like horror movies like if there's a crappy one sometimes that's good too but you don't get a lot of that infighting i don't know how it is for um pro wrestling fans in that community um i guess i could see there being divides like that but it is kind of interesting i mean it's not like it really causes an issue for our podcast specifically but it is interesting being in that because I find sometimes I'll hit that level where you just like, and I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. It's with anything from big political things to just stupid, like, you know, Ghostbusters and the women and this and that, like just internet squabbles. You'll, you get a lot of that in the comic book, in comic book, uh, area of topics as well. You, you get that in the pro wrestling world a little bit, but it's seems to always be centered more on, people who like wwe and everybody else uh there are there you know for me personally i enjoy all of it but with 
some fans they don't care for independent wrestling they only like wwe and so those fans don't get along with the independent fans um and so like wrestlemania weekend you'll see fans who show up just to go to all the independent shows talking shit to fans in line for wwe access or things like that so it's it's there too um and it used to be there even more back you know when you had wwf versus wcw but you get that infighting with the uh the independent versus the mainstream fan. Yeah, well, that's hipsters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I think, I think the, uh, I think with the, with the podcast, especially with the podcast, like if you've you got you really broken down the borders. It used to be a lot more territorial. Like I know, like everybody with us, we hear a lot of about the what comes out of what used to come out of Calgary. You know, the Calgary Stampede Wrestling, and that just well, oh, well, you're Canadian, you must love that. I'm like, well, you know what? Actually, I live a lot closer to Iowa than I do Calgary. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. and, and especially now with the internet, and I could, I could turn on my on demand and literally get whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And now, especially with podcasts, I you know I listen to your podcast, make oh okay, there's the. You mean there? There's the Iowa area wrestling. Like I would never have that before, right. and I may, maybe we're getting less borrowers. I, uh, Chris, do you find in like in the horror? Do you get like like okay? You get the hardcore '80s Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth fans, and nothing else is good. Or do you get the Saw fans? Like, do you find there's, or is it just if you're into it, you're into all of it? Um, I don't see uh, as much of a divide. I mean, most most people that are horror fans are just horror fans. They like good movies, and hell, some people like the bad ones too. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are some people that are a little snobby. Um, you know, e- even I find myself at times to be like, oh, I'm being a little bit too judgmental. Like, I don't like a lot of the um, like the new 2000s, like slow moving ghost story horror movies. But as a whole, I mean, you just you don't see it nearly as much in in this community. Um, we tend to pick apart like smaller things, like you know, actors when somebody you know uh, takes over a, a big role, like uh, the new Nightmare reboot they did a couple years ago, stuff like that. But I don't don't see nearly the divide, like uh, as far as he was talking about, you know, the the wrestling hipsters razzling people in line and stuff like that. <laughs> we don't see that nearly as much. No, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. But do you, um, have you just have you started watching horror movies like the last twenty years, or were you? Because I know myself. Uh, we used no. To, well, we, we used a, I'm to art for one. Okay, because so, we used to wait for the new Elm Street or or, or Jason movie or Friday Thirteenth movie in the eighties. Like it was it whenever. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when uh, Chapter Four came out, Corey Feldman. Like it was just like, oh my god! Like this is <laughs> this is the greatest thing, and it had. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my god! And especially back then, we all had mullets and hair. And uh, oh yeah, he's like, oh, he, he shaved it. He shaved his head to look like Jason. Oh, what commitment! And we didn't, we didn't know any better. Like, but I'm like, do you look at back at those movies and be like, oh, that's just too, too cheesy to to no, watch? They're my favorites. They're actually oh, yeah. the '80s slasher is my absolute favorite genre. It's kind of my awesome. wheelhouse. Um, I grew up on that though. Like the first horror movie I ever saw, I was. About four or five years old, and it was a USA Network marathon of the Friday 13th movies, except there was only like four in existence at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the second one, and since then I've been obs- I've pretty much been obsessed. I mean, I was desensitized to horror movies where they didn't scare me by the time I was about eight or nine years old. Well, so, think, ab- yeah. well think about this, too. Like, what other decade gave you more iconic 
horror film characters than that genre. Maybe you'd have to go all the way back, I think, to the movie monsters from Universal. But you know, you might have the the guy from Saw and you know the Scream uh, mass killer. But you had Freddy, you had Jason, you had Michael Myers, uh, Pinhead, uh, and maybe I'm getting a little too close to the '90s. But I, I mean. I don't know if you can throw Chucky in there. Uh, you uh, you had a, just a, a bevy of awesome slasher movie characters from that. Oh, decade. absolutely! And the directors, you know, some of the they they the big directors that we all love, like Carpenter and and Joe Dante and Tom Holland and those guys that they were really in their best in mm-hmm. in that decade. I honestly think that as far as just movies in general my favorite movies period like the most iconic ones to me come from the 80s yeah you know, like i think it just that that decade and obviously i was born in 83 so i'm probably the the worst person to speak on what the 80s was really about but you're just looking back on it 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 just seems like the, the world was opening their eyes to the bigger picture a little bit more. And so I think filmmakers were getting to experiment with different genres and really pushed boundaries in the eighties, which I think upped everyone's game. Plus you had just think of the talent you had. I mean, you know, there were so many amazing comedic actors coming up at that time. Uh, and people just in the peak of their careers, like Eastwood and things like that. I just, I really think the eighties, you'll never have another decade like that. It just, well, no, I think too. There's also the dawn of the VCR. Like I, I was yeah. born in seventy. I was born in seventy three. So I remember when only a couple of buddies had a VCR. Like you mean when the parents were really well off. So and then you'd have to go reserve the movie at your local video store. Nobody rented. Nobody bought VHS tapes. Like it would have been seventy five dollars to buy a yeah. copy of Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. But when it came out, we'd all get together. Of course, somebody who was a little older, at least here up in Canada, you have to be 18 to rent it. So you get a big sister to rent it. And then all the guys get together around the end. And even back then it was our only opportunity to see a, a naked woman on screen. <laughs> like we didn't, ha- we didn't have the internet, like, or you mean, or if we'd access to anything like that. So that was, that was also a plus. And I think you ended up with, as the decade progressed, you end up with a lot of guys that are making the movies today or have influence in making the movies today that actually could watch Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street a hundred times. Right. And that never happened before. You, like, I remember, I I marvel at the fact, I look at my Blu-ray collection, I'm like, oh, I got the whole Star Wars saga. I could watch it over and over again. And that was never an option for me when I was a kid, when I actually had time to do that. <laughs> well, no, I, my movie my movie collection, we've talked about is huge. What was that? Oh, I was just saying, like, movie collection to me is huge. Like, I watch my movies over and over. I just love cinema so much, so I collect everything. I was You brought up VHS and VCRs, and it reminded me, I remember being maybe, like, four years old, and my parents bought me a, a VHS copy of E.T. when it came out on VHS. And it had the blue or the green flap on it and everything, and I still have it. I kept that VHS. That's the only VHS tape I still have. Outstanding. Well, that's and also the VCR too. I was I started high school and it was still the late '80s, and before that, if you wanted to have a girl come over to your house and sit in your parents' rec room and hang out, you you really didn't have an excuse for them to be there. You were trying to be like, hey, you want to come over to my house and hang? Then all of a sudden, you had this. My parents bought a VCR. Do you want to come over and watch? You mean like a uh, any? Uh, 
pretty in pink or 16 candles oh sure and like fantastic she's in (laughs) she's in my rec room and of course that you were not even close to being where you wanted to be but at least you had her in the door right (laughs) yes getting them to your house is half the battle exactly (laughs) exactly so so that's it yeah i think um with with the eight like i said the the 80s and the vcr and and actually being the rewatchability of all these movies and uh, Chris, do you think now, like, do you watch movies over and over and over again, or is it just the ones you liked from the '80s that you can still plug in and watch and totally enjoy? I'm still very much just a fan of the genre in general, and and hell, just movies. But I try to devour anything I can get my hands on, um, for the most part, when it comes to horror. And um, I, I, but I, I still watch the movies I love over and over. Like you mentioned, the Star Wars saga. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched all of them, even the prequels, which I even I, I'm like even the first one of the prequels, which is just awful. I'll still watch it. Uh, um, I but yeah, my, I mean, I felt my blood pressure rise when you brought up Phantom Menace. Oh no, <laughs> it, it's such a bad movie, and yet, and you know, when you want to go through the whole saga, though, you got to start there. I, I can't cheat, you know. Well, I, I don't. The second one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'm I'm going off topic here, but I heard the I heard somebody say this. If you're introducing somebody to Saga, you show them the uh, Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, then you jump to New Hope, Empire, or no, you show them Phantom Menace, Clone, Clone or, or you show them sorry, New Hope, Empire, then you jump back to Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, Return of the Sith, then you finish it with Jedi, and of course now with force awakens like uh like you everybody talks about the prequels and like yes phantom menace was the worst out of the now seven of them but, but it's almost like i i'm the same way if i'm flipping through the channels and it's on i'm stuck like i'm i'm there that you got me like it's there's still lightsabers in it you know <laughs> that's true that's true you got, liam, you... Ne- you got liam neeson wielding, wielding an, a lightsaber like come on like have any of you guys have any of you guys watched the uh, Clone Wars or like Rebels, the cartoons? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have not. Should I? I like them. Uh, go ahead. Oh, that's about it. I mean, I like them. they're not the greatest thing in the world, but I enjoy them. I mean, if you're a big fan of Star Wars, a lot of you know Star Wars nerds, they'll just pretty much watch anything that says Star Wars on it. So I'm one of those. Yeah, I was the same way. Like, well, especially with, <clears throat> with Rebels, like this year, like there's so many because it's it's kind of in the, I think it's in that uh, prior to Rogue One time timeline, and there's so many tie-ins to the original trilogy, which I mean has a has a huge place in my heart. So it's it's it, there's also all these little tiny payoffs that are really are, are are amazing. Now, granted, you it is a Disney XD show, so sure. you have to kind of realize what you're watching and then kind of give it then kind of go into it from there but yeah it's 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 not a waste of time randy have you seen any of that stuff or uh the star wars stuff um you know the prequels i've seen bits and pieces i'm sure i've seen all of one at one point wasn't wild about them but when I went to watch them, I wasn't big on the original trilogy. And since then, I've kind of... Uh, well, listen. Okay, listen. <laughs> I was not I was not a hater, but it just wasn't like... When I was younger... Okay, when I was real young, I loved them. But then I hit a certain age, you know, that certain age, teenager age, you know, 
listen to metal and too, i was like too cool too cool for school kind of yeah like, yeah, yeah i, I like, get you i don't want these cheesy aliens i want alien aliens you know that kind uh, of mentality um but more recently since there was all the hype with the new one and all that i was like well i'll revisit these and i enjoyed the original trilogy quite a bit um tried to watch the the uh the first one episode one and was like you know what no i'm not i'm not gonna do this right now i liked the new one quite a bit i thought it was awesome and i haven't seen like the uh the what it was the the the, the animated series the cg animated thing i haven't seen that well i i think yeah i think too a lot of especially people in in my age group or our age group, anybody that grew up in the eighties, I know. And the same thing with the, uh, Batman v Superman, like you, you'll never get back to going into the theater with your parents and then seeing, uh, Richard Donner's first Superman movie with Christopher Reeves and then hearing that music and watching him fly onto the screen. Like I was five years old. I will never capture that wonderment and awe again like you, you just can't you can't re- you cannot get back there as an adult so i i think a lot of people are looking at the star wars trilogy or or any or i'm sure even the old horror the, the horror genre like i'll go oh look there's another friday the 13th movie like i it's not like the ritual of getting together with your buddies and hanging around the tv and watching this fan what you thought was a fantastic movie at the time because we can't get that we can't watch it through that for our young eyes anymore and then we're we're comparing today's movies with our expectations are so high because they were overinflated as a as as kids i I don't know if i'm making any sense here it's uh i think for me uh being more of a child of the 90s i kind of i grew up uh movies weren't something that my my family did a whole lot of Uh, i had to wait for things to come out on tv when i was a kid growing up and so a lot of times i wouldn't see movies Uh, you know like i've never seen sixth sense like I'm a huge movie fan, but I've never seen that movie. It's just slipped past me. So for me right now, being an adult with with my own money and being <laughs> being able to make my own de- being able to make my own decisions about what I'm going to spend my money on, this new wave of comic book super fandom has it's perfect for me. I'm a 33 year old single dad, so I'm half the time responsible father the other part of the time i'm the 12 year old nerd in the comic book store again you know so that's what i've that's where i've landed as an adult and i'm fine with it (laughs) chris is there is is there still like a horror genre movie that that when you hear of a new movie coming out that really gets you that's like okay i'm definitely there opening weekend or is there anything like that still out there um it's it if there's a really good trailer that really like the the new Blair Witch, I'm gonna be there for. Um, that that looked really cool when they uh, did the whole uh, when they, the reveal with the woods. I was really really stoked by that when they did that the whole Comic Con thing. But there's not a lot. No, when the, when the reboots. What about out, Don't Breathe? What about Don't Breathe? I saw that trailer. Um, the for no, the first time. I'm probably not. Really? Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I don't know if I'll be there opening weekend though um i didn't do that for lights out i thought lights out looked pretty good apparently it's not so good from what i'm hearing but uh don't breathe just looks so unique and original right yeah it's just uh i i have very limited time to to get to movies anymore because the whole wife kids thing and actually go to those types of movies it's usually kids movies that i end up going to um 
So it, it has to be something really, really, really awesome for me. Like Suicide Squad, I, I was going to be there for that. And, um, you know, movies like that, of course. But, yeah, with horror, I, it's it's not, not nearly as much. But, uh, there, like, when the reboots come out next year that they're talking about, like, they're rebooting Friday again. They're rebooting Nightmare again. I will go to the theaters to see that because, though, of my childhood and and how nostalgic I am for those characters, knowing full well that most likely it's not going to be executed very well. Um, but I'll be there. What are your feelings on the new It movie? Uh, I honestly, I mean, it's just, it already isn't looking good, considering they've already dropped, you know, a lead actor left, a director left. Yeah. Um, I was really excited for Fukunawa. I'm probably mispronouncing the name, but Fukunawa. Uh, I forget the name, but it directed uh, True Detective and stuff. Um, that director was really good, and I was bummed to see them leave the project. Uh, yep, and that's why the uh, kid they had casted for Pennywise, I believe, left because he left. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna. No one can replace Tim Curry anyway. You know, right. I mean, that's pretty much what made it in the first place. Because you want to go back and watch that now. Oh, he's the reason I'm scared of clowns. <laughs> For real. A lot of people say that. I've heard a lot of people say that over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I don't like clowns. Like, I, just, I can see a clown, but yeah, like, <laughs> clowns are. Always, I'm always suspicious of a clown <laughs> for some reason. Have to be. Yeah, I, I think you're. I think what you're touching on is is true though. With especially with reboots or even extend, ex- extending like you know the sagas or anything else from when you're a kid, like like you said the the expectation. Yes, they have our money already. There's no need. I mean, there's no worry about it. But it's it's watching it through. Like you said, you have a wife and you have kids and you have you know all other a whole lot of other stuff on your plate. And you know. It, people get so invested in, oh, this is going to take me right back, and this is going to be just as good as when I remember. I'm like, no, no, not quite. But, hey, at least we get all these distractions. You mean, at least we get, uh, you know, we we do get to go back and visit this stuff for, you mean, two hours at a time. And lately, it's been every month. (laughs) I got a movie. I got a movie I want to talk to you guys about. I just watched. I was excited to see it. I wanted to see it in the theater, but I never made it. Green Room. With Patrick Stewart, have any of you guys seen this? I have Fantastic. not. I have not seen it yet. I keep hearing good things. I've got to watch this movie. Oh I'm my god! Same way, I haven't seen it. I yeah, just I watched it last night. Yeah, highly. Yeah, I, I like. I want your thoughts, Chris, on it because I was blown away. And I go, it's. I guess it's more of a suspense movie, not necessarily horror. But I guess for me, I always those genres are so close to each other. <laughs> uh, in certain times, what like, I'm blown away by Patrick Stewart. It. Like, it was so good. Right, yeah, it was really jarring, though, to see Captain Picard as a white supremacist leader, though. <laughs> it was a little strange, but he did a really great job at it. Um, I loved it. I, You know, there was some there was some gory stuff in there, um, yeah. which I don't want to oh. give anything away, but oof, there was a couple scenes that were hard to watch, where uh-huh. the particular, uh, the, the hand through the door, if you know what I'm yeah. talking about. My God! Wow. So, so if our resident horror guy is saying it's hard to watch, it's probably it's, oh. it's <laughs> well. And uh, it was a little, it was a little awkward too because I real, I didn't realize, and I forget the kid's name, bless his heart, but the kid who played Chekhov in the new Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yes, he unfortunately passed away, and that kind of dawned on me right as I started watching this movie last night. So it was kind of uh, like ominous to watch him in this movie as well. 
Um, not, you know, it's just the unfortunate reality of it, but it, it was so good. I recommend it to anybody who loves the horror suspense genre movies. It, it was surprising ending. And it, it, I think it breaks down some barriers as far as what, you know, what a, what a suspense thriller can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. The ending was, I, I mean, it, it was just perfect. It was, I love the ending. Uh, you know, a lot of times with these movies, you go in and, and they kind of drop the ball in the ending. But this one, you know, uh, I don't think it's what anyone is, is expecting, but it's perfect. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Have you, have either, any of you guys seen Murder Party? It was directed by the same director that did Green Room. And I can find very little information about Murder Party. Nobody talks about it, but I love it. You guys ever no. seen it? No, I've never seen it. Uh, it's from it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's from 2007. It's I understand why it's not super popular. All the characters are pretty hateable, but that's kind of the point. And it's this um, it's a good movie for Halloween. It's a very Halloween themed movie. But Murder Party, check it out. It's by I know it's by the director that did Green Room, and he also did Blue Ruin. But I just had to throw a shout out for Murder Party because I want more people to watch it and talk about it. No, that's um, not. Did you guys anybody see Sausage Party this week? Hmm. Not yet. It's it's on. I don't I don't know if I'm going to run out to the theater and check it out, but uh, but for sure, yeah. It's, I, I'm I'm hearing it's way out there, but I heard it's fantastic. Yes, yeah. I have. Uh, I've, I've told Randy I have Movie Pass. I pay for a monthly subscription, so and it does behoove me to be a single dude. I don't have a whole lot of responsibility during the week uh, at the in the evening, so I go see a lot of movies. And Sausage Party was something I was looking forward to, and it knocked my expectations out of the park. It was the filthiest, raunchiest R-rated movie I've seen in ages. Probably the best R-rated movie experience I've had since the original Hangover, as far as a comedy goes. And I don't know how it didn't get an NC-17 rating. (laughs) I am floored this thing got rated R. There is some, I mean, it's food. Let's put it this way. If it was humans in costumes of food doing this movie, it would be a triple X movie. Oh, wow. (laughs) So we'll leave it at that. You guys, I think as long as you you have a a really, really well opened (laughs) and like, a flexible sense of humor, you're going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Well, we we have a love for Seth Rogen up here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he's great. And whenever he's with, uh, it's Evan Goldberg, I think is the guy's name. The yeah. two of them just make magic. I, I I loved it. I don't know that I need to see it again, but it's it's so filthy that I don't think it would be as good the second time because the, the, what sells it for me is just the pure shock factor mm. and, and blush. I was blushing at moments. It was so, <laughs> it toes the line in decency so much. It's, it's what, it's what I wanted it to be in more and 10 more, 10 more times. Oh, excellent. You, everyone have about the same reaction. The first time you saw the trailer for that, or you're like, Oh, well this is just another kid's movie. <laughs> blah blah yeah. is that seth rogan and then boom out of nowhere and like what am i watching <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I read I'm today ex- it's the highest grossing um r-rated animated movie of all time which it beat uh, team america world police already uh, the opening wow. weekend sorry opening weekend right opening oh, okay. weekend yeah 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 excellent so um uh randy is there anything else you wanted to touch on this uh this crossover episode uh, I mean, I don't have anything specific. Um, I, I guess like one thing that one thing that popped in my head we could talk about for just a moment. Uh, 
it popped in my head a while back while you were talking about your show, Roman, and like uh, everybody's 40 minute um, uh, commute. What do you guys think is the ideal length for a podcast then? Um, well, I think, well, with Ruth, Roman and I, we have, uh, we try to, like I said, we try to keep it short, but that's intentional. Um, I find if like this, this format's a little different because we have, we have, you know, pod, everybody from all these different podcasts, but as our individual show, uh, if I think if we, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, uh, if you get television series, you can get one on network TV, you get 22 episodes, and then you go on Netflix, you get 13 episodes of one series. You can almost like scrape down a bunch of it to take out a lot of the, the extra stuff. And because we're a weekly podcast and I'm like, okay, let's, Roman might come up with like five to 10 topics. Okay. Let's take three, maybe four if we have time. Let's pick the best ones. Uh, we'll try to do our best. If one's not catching so well, we'll just move on to the next one. But we uh, we have our little slogan at there, our end of our show, where it's our show is like the German Virgin. It's good and tight. So it's nice. It's, it's it's nice and small. That way, we're not taking too much time out of somebody's day. But again, we're not a genre. Like if I wanted to listen, like specifically, you know, to the horror genre, then yeah, I could commit to two hours, no problem. But because we're so loosey-goosey and up in the air, we find we keep ours for around 45 minutes with all the bumpers and everything else. And we it work, it's been working for us. And, um, but again, we're not a very specific show. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure with the wrestling shows too, like you, it, I'm sure when there's a huge pay-per-view that comes out, you must, you, you must have like, uh, more episodes obviously and then and then long you have more to talk about i would assume yeah we do um i, I try to keep the actual pro wrestling Iowa podcast to an hour and a half which i i kind of think from when i used to work at a desk job what i thought was the ideal time for a podcast and so i look at it this way either you can listen to it all at once at work or you can listen to half on the way to work and then the other half on the way home is kind of how i fit it in but then the time is usually also predicated on what uh, news has taken place that week uh you know obviously this week we're going to have longer shows because it's SummerSlam week but i think there's more of a demand for audio this week so you know we'll do wednesday the cruiserweight classic post show which we do every week and then thursday's when our main show comes out but then this week um we're going to do a special SummerSlam edition of the show and just talk about past summer slams and then on saturday uh, is the NXT TakeOver uh, Back to Brooklyn special, and then Sunday night is SummerSlam, where we'll be attempting our first live stream on Facebook. Uh, so, there's a lot going on, and that really, for us, it just boils down to what's going on, and, and like you said, you know, genre shows, you can get away with going longer, because people are definitely more dedicated, and I try to format my show in a way that if somebody only wants to listen for an hour, we try to get all the news out of the way, and spend that last half hour maybe just discussing Raw and SmackDown and other t television shows, uh, so we get the news out of the way first, uh, and then uh, tailor it that way, so people, if they do want to only listen to a portion, can easily navigate to that point oh nice I'm, I'm sure with you too uh chris like because cause you're actually sitting down and watching a movie like you're you're predicated your show with the, the length is is just it is what it is right uh yeah we we ours is all over the place because yeah you can watch uh an 89 minute movie to you know two and a half two hours 45 minutes so we've had ones that have ranged from an hour 45 minutes to to th over three hours um it just depends on the movie 
And, and plus, you know, we do stuff before we get to the movie. We have our segments. We do news and things like that. So, um, and we just actually, because of that, uh, just changed kind of our format as far as, uh, what well, we, we were a weekly show. We've just switched to every other week because it was just getting too much for us to be able to record, um, that length of time. Like we just did five hours yesterday on one episode because we, you know, we're like, uh, we're like the Joker scenes in Suicide Squad. A lot gets cut out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but for, but yeah, for, I mean, ours, huh? So, so, no, I was just mentioning, like, I'm sure with all of us too, like, I'm this, this is kind of a treat for me because I'm not, I'm not watching my recording levels. I'm not watching if I'm still recording. I see my, my mic's on. Hey, fantastic. Like, thank you, Randy. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, so, this is a real treat. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Sorry. I had a talk. We're doing the SummerSlam special show on Friday and Kevin, uh, my co-host for the main show, was the one who brought up this idea to me. And so I incorporated it as part of this week. And so I told him today on the phone that I was like, well, you're going to host it. And he, you could tell he was a little nervous, actually, I think, because it does having to steer the course of the program or, or pay attention to everything does take a lot more work. So luckily, all he's got to do is steer the discussion. I'll keep an eye on the levels and things of that nature. But it'll be uh, even that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steering the conversation is a yeah, it's a it's a yeah. it's a skill that not all of us have, including myself. Um, <laughs> and yeah, do I don't we, think I don't think this counts. I think you, this is a free for all. This would be yeah. like this is the Royal Rumble of podcast here. There's no uh, rhyme or reason to any of this. All right, good, good. Yeah, doing these have been interesting. This is the third one we've done, and and I enjoy it quite a bit. I I noticed that. One thing I like is you guys, I'm sure have noticed that I, I'm as opposed to like on my own show, I'm much more willing just to like lay back and let you guys talk for a bit. And I also kind of distracted by the various multiple screens I've got up here popping weird information at me. But well, uh, that's what I mentioned. That's what I mentioned before. Like we don't like this is a treat. Like I said, we're not worrying about watching our levels and oh, the record button's still or oh, something's not recording or something's wrong or it's this is just fantastic. <laughs> Uh, oh, I wanted to say, I wanted to jump back to what Chris was saying about his show a second ago. Um, are you guys still doing the trivia? Because I love that the bit. What? The new Oh, era. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, somebody took a, a pretty disgusting one last night, and that was fun to watch. Some It was, uh, God, what did they throw in that last night? Some kind of salted watermelon vodka. I think there was some scorpion pepper beer in there, and ooh. I of course I I I ask the questions. I never have to take the shot, so it's just yeah, I've for noticed me to watch. That. <laughs> That's very wise of you. <laughs> well, there's going to be a time where where I'm in the hot seat and and Brandon's going to be asking the questions, but um, not anytime soon. I'm hoping. So, I suppose it would make for an interesting situation if every time you recorded a podcast, you did have to you were required to drink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's why we uh, went to every other week because we, you know, we only get together so often. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here going, yeah, I probably would want to move to every other week too if I, especially. Well, if you want we'll see what we were doing. We were recording two in a day. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. And that, yeah. and that's why we were like, you know what? Forget this. Like we're because the first episode come out really clean and good, and and then the second one, I mean, we scrapped so many second episodes, and then even the ones we posted are like, well, that. We were obviously very drunk during that episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that that'd be awesome. Actually, if I ever find myself down your area, I'll I'll let you know, and we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll make a road trip, and we'll bring a a twofer from Canada here, and bring it up, and we'll we'll crack some Canadian beers and watch a horror movie. Hell yeah! <laughs> if you hey, if you guys if you guys are because there's several shows on the network that are fairly close. If anybody ever wants to arrange a network meetup, man, I'd be down because I'm right on Eastern. I'm right in. Uh, Eastern Nebraska here, so I'm pretty close to both Dustin and Chris. I, think I was Dustin just thinking, like an hour or away from, or hour and a half maybe. Yeah, I'm in Story. So I'm, I'm in like, Story, no, Story like City. Uh, I'm by Iowa City, so I guess okay. it's a little yeah. further. About two hours though, if you yeah. I mean, just down the interstate. But I was thinking, you guys, uh, if you ever do see no evil, you've got to get me on with you guys. <laughs> oh, that is a fantastic idea. I love that movie too. Yeah. So. I, oh, the end when he the dog pees in his eyes. By <laughs> far one of the greatest moments in cinema history. I haven't seen the sequel though, so uh, I don't think I have either. Maybe we'll do that one. There you go. Uh, I suppose we could about wrap this episode up, huh? What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fine on on this end. Um, I I just uh, if I can just jump in, I just want to say thanks a lot. And uh, this is for me, this is this is awesome. I I almost feel like I'm cheating on my Roman, but that's that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sitting at home right now, flipping through Facebook, going, "Oh, that what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but but no, this is this is fantastic, especially with the with the network. Like everybody's been with the cross promotion, and everybody's been so supportive and getting. Getting the word out uh, about about the show, and it's been really, really awesome. Especially you, Randy. It's been it's been fantastic to get this this new relationship up up and running. And uh, I look forward to the future. Oh yeah, well, I appreciate it. And you guys, you guys are all excellent about you know you guys you guys promote the network as well. And and I enjoy I enjoy talking to you guys. And yeah, it's 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 been a fantastic experience on my end as well. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad it's helpful. You know. Well, and, and and for me, it adds an air of legitimacy <laughs> to my show, <laughs> to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? Just being part of it's not just me throwing this thing out into the abyss. I'm part of something. And you can you can kind of hang your hat on that. And I think it's it's an it's an easy way to network, too. And I think that as it just continues to grow, these crossovers are going to become even more fun. Uh, I, I still look for the look forward to a time when we have so many people in here. It is the size of a Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, no, this is. I love doing these, and I can't wait to do another one. It's been fun. I think I'm the only person besides you, Randy, to be a part of all three. So I'm going to keep this streak alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the reason I we did two last. To last month, you suggested the uh, the the trailer talk episode, which was a good. Oh idea. yeah, and well, and I love the way you added the video, uh, the trailers into the Facebook Live uh, chat. So anytime we can come up with ideas like that, where we can do audio and visual, I think is uh, is a blast. So we'll have to do you know yearly Comic Con one for sure, but I'm sure there's other things that'll come along mm-hmm. we can do. Yeah, actually, yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a we get together with Chris and we'll get a Halloween something out there, very very genre ish. There you go. That might not be a bad idea, like seasonal, like uh, like an hour and a half talking about the best Halloween movies, the best Christmas movies, the best yeah. uh, movie, things like that. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. We can even uh, do, maybe do a best Hanukkah movies, uh, you know, best Hanukkah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> How many Hanukkah movies are out there? Uh, <laughs> Crazy well, Nights. Well, besides that one. Besides Adam Sandler, come on now. <laughs> um, 
You got me. That's it. Uh, no, isn't there a uh, isn't there a Bill Goldberg horror movie? Yes, Santa's sleigh. I freaking love that. Movie. <laughs> it's that's a Hanukkah movie because he is Jewish. So uh, maybe I can get points for that one. There you go. That's a great Christmas film. And, and your guys' opinion: Die Hard Christmas movie? Not Christmas. It's a Christmas movie to me. So so is Gremlins. Oh, Gr- Gremlins is a Halloween and Christmas uh-huh. classic, in my opinion. I find if you're if you're sitting around and uh, whenever it's time to decorate the Christmas tree, you uh, it, it's it, you flip through the channels, you're bound to find Die Hard. So yeah, it's 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 definitely. Uh, what's your what's your guys' go to Christmas movie? I, I have two. I'm gonna cheat. Uh, it's Christmas Vacation and Bad Santa. When I'm wrapping presents on Christmas Eve, those are the two movies I will watch. <laughs> Uh, I grew up with the 24-hour Christmas story marathon, which they still do to this day. Uh-huh. Um, so that one is one of them, and then of course, vacation. So yeah, I, I would have to say vacation for me too. That's that's the number one. Yeah, I'm gonna tread the same ground as you guys, definitely. What do you guys think of the Batter Santa two trailer? Have you seen that? Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I, <can't. laughs> I love that the kid's back. Like I'm so stoked to see what that looks. <laughs> yeah. That little fat <laughs> shit grew up to be. <laughs> In the first movie, when he eats his advent calendar and the kid wakes up the next morning and about cuts his hand off because he's so upset and he's <laughs> scre- squealing like a little pig. Like, it's so hardcore. <laughs> uh, I'm just excited for another movie full of like billy bob's outbursts like the first one like they, yeah. they're playing checkers and he's like king me and he slaps it away he's like you fucking with me <laughs> i'm gonna miss john ritter in the movie he played the character oh, of all the mall boss so well being yeah. so uh being so disgusted by billy bob uh having sex with that plus-size girl in the ass in the dressing room, and John Ritter trying to explain. <laughs> oh, and who, uh, what's his name? Bernie Mac uh, is dead as well, unfortunately. Uh, I wonder who the writer of that movie, when he was writing Bernie Mac's character, if he really sat down and was like, yeah, he's this guy, and all he's going to do is smoke and eat oranges all the time. Like, <laughs> I always feel like those are things Bernie Mac walked on set was like, I feel like this guy is going to chain smoke cigarettes and eat nothing but uh, little baby oranges. <laughs> <laughs> like, no worries, man, whatever you want. <laughs> I thought the uh, oh. the other accomplice was was had passed away, too. Uh, the, the, the shorter individual. I don't know what's PC to call them, so I'm going to just say shorter individual. Right. No, he's, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of Kenny Baker yesterday. Yes, that's R two D two. Horrible. Was he like eighty some years old? It's like eighty one, I think. Something yeah. like that. That's a bummer. Well, that, I just that's, bummed that's, everyone out. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No. No. That 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 that's two thousand sixteen, man. You don't want to mess with this year. This is. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. This year, we could do a whole we could do a whole podcast remembering dead celebrities this year. It's been insane. That right. Would be- that would be an uplifting episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear that. <laughs> I think that's one we should drink with, though. That would be a, that would yeah. be a, the pro wrestling. <laughs> the Electronic Media Collective Dead yeah. Celebrities Special. That yeah, get it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> China, why? Why? <laughs> oh man. 
Excellent. I think there's no coming back from that. No, no, sorry. Yeah, I just threw us all under the bus. <laughs> to reboot that. <laughs> Always end it on a down note, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, um, where can where can people find your individual shows other than the Electronic Media Collective? Of course. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. You... I'm not the one that does the plugs on my show. I make shampoo do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, 3B Horror Pod stuff. Like, just type in 3B Horror Pod and you'll find us, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. <laughs> Go to electronicmediacollective.com. We've got links to their, we've got their links up there. Well, and you guys are migrating over to SoundCloud, right? So, that's. Yeah, we already did that. Yeah, transitioning is never, that's never fun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sucked. And then the whole iTunes thing, too. Um, we've just got. So, yeah, we're on iTunes. Look us up there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, I'll jump in. Uh, Roman and I, we can uh, be found on iTunes and Stitcher and, of course, the electronic media outlet, uh, the collective, sorry, <laughs> network. And, uh, yeah, anywhere, ba- yeah, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. You, you, you look us up and especially... I mean, iTunes, I'm sure, is the go-to place for most people. But we are we are we are not on SoundCloud. We're trying to get stuff moved over. We have our you know the Stitcher for our Android users, but uh, but yeah, we're again we're pretty easy to find like any other show. Uh, you can find us um, at ProWrestlingIowa.net. We're on iTunes and Podbean and uh, the Electronic Media Collective site, obviously, and uh, I think I need to get on some other network, or uh, not some other networks, but on some other sites like uh, Stitcher and things like that, too. So do that this time. Yeah, I was just, there was, um, I just submitted the Grawlix podcast, even though we've been doing that for about two and a half years. I found a bunch of podcast directories that we listed on, so I was just submitting our show to uh, a bunch more sites just like last night. But uh, I'm Randy, and you can hear me talk at GrawlixPodcast.com. Um, yeah. So thanks, everybody, for joining us, joining tonight. These things are awesome. <laughs> Even if they're a little awkward. Well, but at least they're, they're awesome for us anyway. That's me. <laughs> I was highly entertained. I love it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end the stream. Don't cross the streams. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.